Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Today, beautiful Tuesday, the 18th of July. We wake up anticipating the Brewers in Philadelphia. Wade Miley, if you are just tuning us in, on the 15-day IL, sore elbow after his last start in Cincinnati. So, um, I, it, disappointing, but I don't think uh, as long as he's able to come back, I don't think it's overwhelmingly detrimental. Uh, it's, you know, again, if he's not able to come back, then certainly it begins to, to loom large. But nevertheless, in the meantime, in the meantime, you have got uh, in the NFL, I started perusing this morning. Uh, great day today. Got up and yesterday did a uh, when you get back from vacation, um, especially this time of year with the charity event right around the corner. Uh, the the motorcycle ride, it is an extremely, extremely busy time. Uh, because now, especially after the the um, the Harley-Davidson 120th that just took place, now you are full bore into promoting and, and hoping the, the ride becomes a, a wild success. And we raise a lot of money for Fisher House, Wisconsin, for our veterans, our military members, and their families. So yesterday, I was out and about. I'm doing everything. I'm buying trailers and I'm going to the different stops and I'm having meetings at the Harley museum. And I mean, it's just, it's bananas. So I got home, I got up this morning, energized, man, ready to go. I was working last night at the, in the office until I don't know, about midnight, something like that. Out emails and going over legal stuff and with the attorneys and making sure everything's good and ready to go. And, um, I get up this morning, we did all my running around and I'm out. I get, I get back and I sit down in the office and I, I've got my, my water with me. And I start reading, and there's a, a couple of different sites that I go to that have a ton of different sports pages on them. And now, in today's day and age, sports pages have become pay-per-view. You know, you got to pay for all this stuff. And uh, so I, there's a few that I go to. And I started reading this morning, and they were ranking the top teams in the NFC. And I thought, okay, let me see where the Packers rank. And I started panning up. One writer had them last. Another writer had them 12th. Like, ooh, that's not good. Two writers had them ranked at fifth. Philadelphia number one, San Francisco number two, Dallas number three, the Giants number four, Detroit, and Green Bay tied at number five. Another one just had them flat out number five. Had Detroit at number four, Packers at number five, and the Giants at number six. Like, wow. That's a lot of faith. And I'm thinking, what is the disparity between two writers versus three writers? The number one cog in the machine is Jordan Love. So let's let's think about this for a minute. If and we Grant, you and I did this yesterday. You take Jordan Love out of the mix. Is this the fifth best team in the NFC? Oof. We talked about the depth of roster with Detroit. Now, I would agree Detroit might be linked, might be ranked fourth. I would agree with that. Mm. But I, 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 I had to think, and I love things that make me think. And I started going through this, and I said, okay, let's let's. If you take out the quarterback, Philadelphia and San Francisco, I'd probably say if you took the quarterback out of the equation, San Francisco is number one. And Philadelphia is going to be number two. A, t- a close number two, but a, a number two. Because I thought last year had San Francisco actually had any kind of a, a reliable quarterback at the end, they they would win. And they just they just didn't. So 
San Francisco, Philadelphia, certainly one and two, depending on flip-flopping them, where you go. Uh, would Dallas be number three? I probably would have to go in that direction. Would you pick Dallas number three as the third best team in the NFC? I don't know if I love Dallas's roster I mean, that much. Dak Prescott, I, I trust more than I trust Jared Goff or, or Jordan Love right. or Justin Fields. But, you know, they signed Brandon Cooks. Like, CeeDee Lamb is not the number one guy that Justin Jefferson has turned into or Jamar Chase right. has turned into. I'm not saying the Cowboys roster is, is overrated. It certainly is far beneath the Eagles and the Niners. Like, I don't yeah. want to make that distinction. I don't. I don't know that the the Cowboys roster is that amazing. I think the Packers roster is very good, but it might be a year or two away because Rashawn Gary's got to come back, got to see what Lucas Van Ness is going to be and what Koi Walker and Devontae Wyatt can do. And mm-hmm. then they have this whole slew of weapons that were drafted either last year or this year, and those guys might not mature. They might not reach their potential for another year or two. So I really like the Packers right. roster, but it's, it's young and it's early, unlike some of these other rosters in the NFC. They're a little bit farther along. So when I look and you take the quarterback out of the out of the position, you got CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, you got Michael Gallup. Uh, you still have that big Zach Martin and Tyrone Smith anchoring both sides of that offensive line. Uh, Terrence Steele, who they picked up to be their, their right tackle. You got Tony Pollard, uh, who's they really like, and that's the reason they told Zeke pack a lunch. Uh, you know, they still have Jake Ferguson. They picked up Luke Shoemaker. Shoemaker uh, in the in the draft, and the only other guy that really I think is going to become some kind of a starter almost right away is going to be Mozzie Smith, their nose tackle. Otherwise, their defense is with you know Stephon Gilmore and company, and Demarcus Lawrence and and Micah Parsons and such. And, you know Van, Van Der Esch as well. They're they're set. That's a, that's a pretty good roster. I can't I can't argue a lot with that. So I I would maybe say Dallas. Okay, I could take them as maybe the third best. Are the Giants, and Saquon Barkley, remember, that whole thing did not transpire yesterday, and I can't believe that the Giants stood steadfast and died on that hill with Saquon Barkley, who is a majority of their offense, man. I can't believe they just let him twist in the wind. But that's what they're going to do. So how much dissension is there going to be in that locker room in New York? Because they're already fighting an uphill battle. So are, are the Giants in there? How frustrating would it be? And this is why the running backs are upset. Saquon is thinking, I'm one of the most talented, dynamic, successful players at my position in the league. You guys can't give me an honest-to-goodness contract. He said he didn't want to reset the market, Bill. He just wants a a fair deal. He wants to stay in New York. And he's got to watch Daniel Jones, who's sucked for the better part of the last couple of years. They gave him a massive deal with, with just not much at all. He was fine last year. They signed him. And they won't meet Saquon halfway. That's why these running backs are frustrated, and I get it. Yeah, I. First of all, when I heard the Daniel Jones deal, I about fell out of my chair. Right. I was like, are you kidding? He he. They, they gets one win in the postseason, and this is what you're going to do. He's he's. We all know it. There, there's there's, you know, now whoever his agent was did a hell of a job, but we all know it. it he's. It's kind of like the Nick Perry syndrome. Nick Perry was – he was a guy. He was an okay guy. Had a one good season, and it just happened to be, oh, by the way, the contract year. So Nick Perry goes out into the market. Well, you look at edge rushers, that year the free agent market sucked. It was terrible. And there was one or two that were good. They were gone. And the big money had already been thrown out. So who was the next best guy on the docket? It was Nick Perry. So the Packers gave him big money to stay, bust money to stay. 
and they overpaid, way overpaid. But he was the uh, he was the the lesser of two evils. So you paid for it. That's what Daniel Jones is. He's not an elite quarterback. He's a guy. He's he's probably a step below Dak Prescott in my opinion. But he's a guy. And they had no other choice. So they paid him. They paid him the quarterback going freight. And in the meantime, you left your offense, you know, kind of twisting in the wind with what they didn't do with Saquon Barkley. So I, I wonder what's going to go on there. Then you look at, at, say, like the roster, just, again, taking the Brock Purdy, Trey Lance and stuff out of it, and you look at Debo Samuel, Juwan Jennings, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, you look at those guys. They drafted Danny Gray uh, in the third round last year as one of the backups. You still have Nick Bosa. You still got Hargrave up front, Eric uh, Armstead. Uh, you got Dre Greenlaw on that defensive side. Fred Warner's over there, so that that San Francisco uh, group is is stellar. So okay, so you got a terrific roster there, and we already talked about Philadelphia. So you got Dallas. We went through New York, and New York I don't believe in. Who's whose roster is better than the Green Bay Packers? I couldn't argue if you gave me Detroit, as you did yesterday. You made a very worthy argument to say Detroit may not be loaded with superstars, but they're extremely solid in a lot of positions. And with what they have, and you again, you got to look at like Marvin Jones Jr., Amber St. Brown. They did pick up Sam Laporta uh, over at their tight end position. How quickly he's going to be adapting into this system, we'll have to wait and see. They picked up Jack Campbell, the middle linebacker that a lot of people coveted. Obviously, they got Aiden Hutchinson, who started to come of age last year uh, on the edge rush. You know, they still have Aleem McNeil, John Kaminsky uh, up front. But when you start going through this, you look at Emmanuel Mosley, and you're like, okay, he's he's okay. They picked him up from San Francisco. Not not stellar, but Cameron Sutton, okay, they picked him up from Pittsburgh. Uh, all, all right. You know, Tracy Walker is the guy that they drafted at free safety going back to, I don't know how many years ago that was, four or five years ago. Uh, they got Kirby Joseph, who they picked up uh, a couple of years ago. So, but there's nobody that stands out and makes you go, "Wow, holy mackerel!" But they're deep. They've got a good team. They're they're a very solid team, and they're a team that's on the rise. So, is Detroit roster wise better? You know, Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith. You've got an All Pro uh, Pro Bowler in Kenny Clark up front. Then you got two up and comers off of that championship Georgia defense, Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker. Now you've got a guy in Lucas Van Ness who looks to be the real deal coming back. Uh, you're going to get Rashawn Gary at some point back, as you had mentioned. Stokes could be coming back. You've got the highest paid, one of the best considered corners, cover corners, man up corners in the league in Jair. Do you look at the Packers and say that, yeah, they have a better roster? Their offensive line is, is pretty much intact and stellar now and all back together in a, a restful, relaxing offseason? I don't. I'm the only the only question marks again go back to your your specialty people on the offensive side of the football, and you, uh, you, you even your special team should be better with Keyshawn Nixon returning for an entire season. So I, who do you go with? Who's the better team? I think it it depends on the ceiling of some of these players. Like I think Rashawn Gary is very good. Can he be great? Can he be a game wrecker like maybe Aiden Hutchinson can be? And then let's mm -hmm. compare like Amon Ross St. Brown and Christian Watson. Amon right. Ross St. Brown has looked awesome and Christian Watson has been yeah. awesome. Can they ascend to number one wide receiver that you can build an offense around? You can build your game plan around. I, I think both the Packers and the Lions have younger pieces that both teams are excited about. 
how high do they go? How good or how great truly can they be? I, I mm-hmm. think that's going to be a big difference between you know the Lions and the Packers, and of course quarterback like Jordan Love. I know we're right. leaving Jordan Love out of the discussion, but that's going to be a massive part of the Packers' success too. Yeah, it's I can't argue. Tampa Bay's in a rebuild. We can say New Orleans somewhat doing the same. Carolina's got Bryce Young, and they feel like that all they need is one little bit of success, and they can be right there. Atlanta. Atlanta very quietly won some games last year, and it looks like they're maybe on the come, depending on what they're going to get out of Ritter. You had the bounce back year out of Geno Smith, which, by the way, most people pick Seattle number six. Then there's the Rams. The Rams, you know, you lost a couple of key pieces. Once Von Miller left, and, you know, you lost OBJ, you had a down season out of Matthew Stafford. It just it wasn't the same. That chemistry, you, you, you lost your big, uh, big left tackle uh, right after the Super Bowl. You, you, that chemistry just wasn't there last year. Didn't look good. Arizona's in a, a complete disarray. And uh, I'm trying to think who else is better. Now, Minnesota, certainly, you can look at offensively and say Minnesota's a juggernaut. They're damn good, even, I think, without Dalvin Cook. But what do you do after the fact? So, I don't – I look at the, the talent, I'm like, well, Green Bay's probably right there. Maybe they're not that far off. And if you believe that, say, they're the fifth or sixth best team in the NFC, talent-wise, then your assumption is, unless, if you just get the same productivity out of Jordan Love that Aaron Rodgers gave you last year, and you get, maybe your defense gives you one more win, you you can look at yourself, you, you can look at this team and say, then why not put them in the postseason? They may not win the division, but why not put them in as a wild card? Which I, you know, again, you wake up optimistic. Now, you put the quarterback position into the equation and you go along with the pessimist and say, look, he's not the real deal. He's not going to be the guy. He can't hit quick outs. He's just, he's not that good. Rolling out, he's not as accurate. Throws a wobbly ball. All the things that were of eyebrow-raising concern, going back to the OTAs and the minicamps, some of the things we saw two years ago against Kansas City, against Detroit, Decision-making being relatively slow. Well, then you say, okay, that's going to be your boat anchor. He's not going to be anything that's going to propel you forward. He's going to be the boat anchor that holds you back. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That's a tremendous question, and I, it, it makes you ponder. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center. They're in Watertown and in Johnson Creek. I go to the one in Johnson Creek, Lyle and his staff, big supporters uh, of Fisher House, Wisconsin, not only through the golf outing, but also in the motorcycle ride as well. Great people out there, and I trust them with my vehicles. Doesn't matter if it's the, the, the uh, truck or the car. Um, I'd even trust them to work on the RV. They work on big rigs, too. So if you're a, an over-the-road driver, you're listening to the program, you got a problem right now, whether it's tires, brakes, or something with your trailer or your tractor, they've got the facility to handle it. That is J&L Tire and Service Center, Highway 26 and 94, right there in Johnson Creek, just above 94, or in Watertown, Highway 16 on Boulder Road as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Paula. Hi. It's come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. 
Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. supporters of uh, our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, and uh, that is our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Why? Because they are veterans themselves, and they are uh, one of the best veteran-owned businesses in the country, not here in our own backyard, but in the country, and it's all because of most of you here in our own backyard, and uh, for people that have gone onto the website, burnpitbbq.com, and whether it's the barbecue sauces or the rubs, the hot sauces, the different lines that they have, you've uh, taken a shot. And you've enjoyed it, and you've gone back, and you've bought more, and you've told friends, and the word has spread. And then they ended up going national on the QVC thing, and then they got more recognition. And now they're one of the best veteran-owned companies in the country, and they're right here in Racine, Wisconsin. So keep up the good work, my friends, because you are doing some really, really good stuff for some really, really good people. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. And speaking of uh, the motorcycle ride, it's coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. We are in full-blown push now uh, to get people signed up. And uh, if you're watching on the live stream, you can see the QR code. Scan it with your phone. It'll take you right to the pre-registration. You can get some uh, discounted tickets to go to the, uh, the Harley-Davidson Museum. And uh, if you w saw last night on the uh, different Facebook pages and Instagram that uh, one of the prize packages, which continues to grow, is growing by leaps and bounds for pre-registration. There are three prize packages only for those who pre-register. One is a weekend getaway. I talked to Barb and the gang yesterday at Four Seasons Island Resort, and she's like, they can't wait. They can't wait to host whoever wins that package and supports our, our cause. And so they're looking forward to that. We're putting together a champagne basket uh, with Vouv, uh, click, click, hey, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Uh, Grant, are you a champagne person? Oh my gosh. I'm a worse person to ask than, than you are. Okay. It is Vouv something or other. Sounds French <laughs> and luxurious. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Vouv, Vueve, click, wall. Yeah, uh, you sold me. I, I, okay. I believe what you're speaking here. You never took yeah. French or a foreign language in high school no, or in college? Never. No, mm -hmm. I never did. Uh, I did. Uh, I didn't take French. I took Spanish. I took Spanish and Latin for two years. I took Latin, and then I had needed a third year for college, so I took uh, uh, um, Spanish. Latin. Wow. Yeah, I had to take Latin. And Latin is what about every language, short of Russian and Chinese, is derived from. So, you know, in in the Asian community, it's basically the Chinese language and the Chinese writing. In some of those other European countries, it's, it's based off of more Russian than anything, but just about everything else, Italian, uh, Spanish, uh, Germans a little bit, um, but not as much. But a lot of those different languages all derive originally from Latin. So I took Latin. It gives you a lot of root bases, so to speak. I don't remember much from it, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was going to say, can you do and, a segment in Latin? And no, but I will say this. The one thing that uh, you, you learn as, as a youngster going to an all-boy high school that is a Catholic all-boy high oh, school yeah. is you figure out how to say all the dirty phrases in Latin. 
Well, that I, gonna, I remember. I was going to say, I wouldn't be shocked if Chuck Freeman, who's going to join us in an hour, Chuck Freeman probably took a Latin class somewhere. He seems yeah. like someone who went to Catholic school or yeah. was scolded by nuns at some point. Oh, he was scolded by everybody. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, so, Vueve Clico, I think as I'm pronouncing it correctly, the way somebody just shot it to me. Uh, but uh, you get two bottles of that, some champagne glasses, and you get a full Friday night and Saturday night weekend stay at the Four Seasons Island Resort, and you get access to the Pine Mountain Resort as well. So uh, you get uh, kind of a cool weekend, and that's valued because those bottles, I think, if I'm not mistaken from what uh, the, uh, the the guy told us that donated, uh, they're 100 bucks a bottle. So between the stay, uh, which is 259 a night on average, and then the bottles, you're talking about $600, $700 worth of package. So that's not bad. And then the uh, the big one that everybody's asking about, we are going to take you to the Sheridan Grant. Now, can you imagine as winning this package if you are a football fan, a sports fan, uh, you get a, you get a chance to go down with us. Now we're not driving you there, but we're going to stay. We're all going to stay at the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk uh, in Chicago. But uh, we're going to have some drinks in the uh, Shy Bar where we're going to do our show from in the lounge uh, between myself and Mike Clemens, sitting down in the evening having beverages. Can you imagine just sitting there and just picking the brain via Packers football of Mike Clemens and just talking? We're going to do that. Uh, you get the weekend stay. You get the, the Saturday night stay down there, plus two tickets to go see Jordan Love open up against Justin Fields, the Packers and Bears. So you get the tickets. You get the weekend stay. Uh, you know, we're going to get some drinks. We're going to hang out. And who knows? Maybe we all go get dinner together. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be one of the packages. And then the other one that we posted yesterday, which continues to grow, is a prize package from uh, – uh, it's a whiskey and cigar package. You've got a donated bottle of single-barrel Maker's Mark. You've got a bottle of Boardstown. And that bottle, I know, is about 140 bucks. You got the anniversary Jack Daniels Sinatra bottle plus a single barrel donated bottle of Jack Daniels. We got two other bottles that are coming. You get a uh, the the rocks glass set from Harley Davidson. You get a three cigar cigar holder, cedar line cigar holder, two flasks, lunch for four. That's valued at like 140 bucks uh, from the Stillery in Grafton. You get a bottle of Screwball that has been autographed by the drummer of Disturbed, Mike Wangren. You get a bottle, a high-end bottle of the Jesse James Dupree uh, single-barrel Tennessee whiskey, which is autographed by Jesse, and then two other bottles of whiskey, plus a full box of Brickhouse cigars, a full uh, four-torch lighter, and a custom snip as well. And that's valued at over 1000 bucks already. So one, those three, that's just for pre-registering. So do any of those interest you, Grant? I just sounded like a lot of bottles of, of booze, nice booze, booze that I <laughs> normally don't uh, splurge for. So, yeah. I, yeah. Are you a whiskey drinker, bourbon drinker? Uh, I normally tilt brandy, but I look, it's all okay. good. I, I'm not yeah. a picky drinker, Bill. Not at all. No, I am. Uh, I, I, I appreciate uh, scotch and bourbon. Uh, the Tennessee whiskey, to me, is a little bite. I got a friend of mine who absolutely loves it. He knows that he can tell you everything about everything. Uh, but the bourbons, I'm all in. Good bourbon, you betcha. I'm good with that. I can go face first into that stuff. Bring me a snorkel and I'm in. When are we going to get a uh, big unit bourbon? When are we going to get your own 
your own beverage. Maybe we, you know, we got to talk to somebody. There's probably somebody here in the state of Wisconsin that can do that. Hundred percent, there we is. do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we do that. I know uh, we got. Uh, let's see here. We got our friends. Uh, there's a this distillery here in the state. Um, is it Central Standard? I think. Um, there's Door County. Door County's got a, a distillery up there too. Maybe we do something like that. You're coming up with ideas now. Marketability. I like that. So those are the three packages for those that get pre-registered. So if you, you we're really trying to push this and trying to, last year we had a record number of motorcycles. We had 1,085, which makes us, I believe, some people are telling us now we're the largest um, or the second largest, either way, uh, motorcycle ride in the state of Wisconsin. It's the one that everybody wants to go on. So thank you all for participating, but we need you again this year. So again, scan the QR code or just simply follow us, facebook.com slash run. All the uh, information is right there. You can find the links. You can find all the different prizes. And we're going to start posting almost every day So uh, leading up to the ride. So please, if you even if you don't ride, Go there, share it with people who do ride, and try to draw awareness to it because we can't say thanks enough to our veterans, our military members, and their families for all the support. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. By the way, Chuck says 608 Distillery in La Crosse. Now you're talking. That That's in that's in your backyard, right. your former backyard, I shall say. I do love that place. Yeah, I yeah. bet there are distillers that would line up to make a – we need a big unit bourbon, and then when you buy that, you get a little body of uh, Grant Bill's brandy, just a little bit, just to accompany. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You get the you get the sipping brandy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. The Bill's brandy, and then the big unit bourbon, the bub. Oh, now we're talking. That's we're more than we just could... pretty faces, Bill. We're full no, of these ideas. No, no, no. We're yeah, we're we're full of everything. I'll tell you that. Yeah, got to throw a good cigar behind that, and we're in. Now, are you a cigar smoker too? Yeah, but again, I, I, I don't have a refined enough taste to appreciate a good cigar. So if you hand me a 99-cent gas station cigar, I'm I'm happy like a pig in slop. But I, know, I need someone to teach me the ways of the fancy cigars. It, it's funny. When I go into, um, like when I'm at Nice Ash or I'm doing one of the cigar uh, dinners or such, most of the cigar dinners, though, everything gets explained to you. What it is, what what you should taste, what you should, you know. And, and as you start looking for things, you get the you get a little bit more refined. But ah. I, I, there's a lot of people. Cigars have become fashionable, and there is a lot of people now. Young people will be sitting down at Nice Ash, and I'll be in a table next to the humidor, and there's guys in there just walking around. And they're just looking around because they're overwhelmed. They have no idea what it is they're looking at. They just figure the more expensive the cigar, the better it tastes, and that's not true uh, because everybody has a different taste. It depends on what you like. But I, I recommend numerous different types of cigars before you really jump face first into it. You either get yourself a mild cigar like a Perdomo Champagne, something like that, like a 10th anniversary cigar. Tayback has a mildly flavored cigar, which is mild and it's good. Uh, and then there's like a Macanudo M with the espresso, uh, which is really good. and It's got a flavor to it. And especially when you're walking around places when people when you go to light it up, and people go, oh, my God, a cigar smell. And it doesn't smell bad. People actually follow you around because it smells good. There's three or four cigars you can start with and then start to refine your taste from there. Uh, there's Sweet Baby Jane from the Drew Estate Group. And we'll see those guys when we're out in Deadwood, uh, out in Sturgis this coming uh, this coming August. But there's you know there's you don't need to have a refined taste to be able to do it and start to get yourself into it. And that way you don't get a cigar that's terrible and you spit it out going, this is awful. And then that's your first experience and last experience in doing that. So, gotcha. Yeah. 
Uh, no, you you come to me. I'll steer you in the right. Well, I can play the part. I can sit there and puff and say, mm, "Oh yeah, smoky, yes, uh, rich and compelling." <laughs> like I can fake. I can fake anything. I'm not going to know what I'm talking about, but I can fake it if I have to. Let's do this. We'll step out. We went far too long, but we'll step out, take a quick break. We'll come back. We got a lot of more to get to. Uh, stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by great friends. We stopped over there the other day and had uh, dinner, the Social House on West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls, and had the. The Tiger Burger is absolutely fantastic, but I had, they've got a jalapeno grilled cheese. Oh, it's so good. So good. Check out uh, Dan Della and the whole staff at the Social House, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. And when you go in there for breakfast on Sunday and you buy yourself any kind of a mixed drink, like a Bloody Mary or anything else for that matter, you get free pancakes. Always good. Anything. If it's free, it's for me. God knows that. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Quick Trip brings you quick, hot savings. We're making a splash this month with our Nature's Touch Milk. Just $2.99 a gallon. All our one-gallon 2%, 1%, and skim Nature's Touch Milk is on sale and ready to hit your fridge. Oh, how can you beat fresh straight from our dairy milk that's ready for movie night milkshakes? Or to make those morning waffles extra fluffy. Hey, we got you covered with quick, hot savings. Only at Quick Trip. If by chance you are looking for uh, a new home or maybe selling a home, maybe an investment property in uh, Ozaki, Milwaukee, Waukesha, job. Johnson Creek area, all the way out, uh, whatever happened, Washington County. Uh, get a hold of my buddy Mikey Whitcomb. He's the guy that helped me get into the house that I am currently in now and own and love, and I think I'm probably going to die here before it's all said and done unless I you know, hit the lottery. Uh, but Mikey's got it, 414-243-1976, 414-243-1976 with Exit Realty. Great guy, and he's the one that worked with me through every step of the way in getting my home, and he can do the same for you does the same for everybody as a matter of fact he's a biker he's no nonsense i'll tell you this he tells you tells you straight which is really what you want you don't want anybody just to kiss your ass just because you got money he'll tell you definitely what it is you can you can't afford what your financing is down payment needs to be what he believes to be uh, a good offer bad offer all that kind of stuff everything so go with my buddy mikey uh a no nonsense guy 414-243-1976 and exit realty good good stuff um the uh, uh, Mike says, uh, by the way, I've never smoked, but if Karen Berger asked me to smoke a cigar with her, I might. There you go. Karen Berger's a cutie. Uh, she's tiny. I'll say that. When she did uh, the, we were in lacrosse, as a matter of fact, for the cigar dinner when she was out at, out at Celebrations, uh, Grant. I don't think you came to that one, did you? No, you I had something that. going on. Should I know who Karen Berger is? Is this a? No, not really. Not. I mean, you can Google her, but Karen Berger, she was young. And her husband, before he was her husband, uh, which is no bearing on sports, but a quick rundown. But basically, she was working in a cigar plant in Nicaragua and um, Colombia or Nicaragua. I can't remember, but she was young and she was a cigar roller. And she this man had moved from, I believe it was, I don't know if it was Poland or where he came from, but then he went to. Miami, and then from there he went to Cuba, and then from there he moved into Nicaragua and bought a a cigar plant. And um, he ended up meeting her, marrying her. She was, I 
quite a bit younger than him. They had a couple of kids together. They were married 17 years and then passed away. And she knows every aspect of the business and inherited the business. She went from basically being a cigar roller to the owner and uh, and has done quite well and, and has really kind of expanded the Karen Berger line of cigars. So, uh, so anyway, if that's... You know, that's who Mike's talking about. Uh, and she actually, she flew in from Nicaragua for our cigar dinner at Celebrations in La Crosse uh, about a month ago. Everyone and loves visiting La Crosse. Everybody. Yes. She loved it there. Um, as a matter of fact, we're going to see her at Super Bowl in Vegas. Uh, her company is working with Mike Ditka and Ron Jaworski for the Cigars with the Stars party. So we are going to see her uh, and her representation out there then. But she's got to be all of maybe 5'2". But when she came to do the cigar dinner, she was wearing, and I kid you not, she was probably wearing 9-inch heels. Yeah. She she stood, she she looked me right in the chin. <laughs> I, I mean, like right in the chin. And she was, I, I, I swear to God, she had to be wearing 9-inch heels. They had to be 4 or 5-inch platform heels. and And walked like a champ. Like not, you know like a baby deer trying to stand up for the first time. She walked like a champ. So, yeah, she she was – and she knew her stuff, man. She knew everything. I took every question there was. And I've done these cigar dinners now for five years, I think, and nobody has ever answered as many questions in detail as she did. Uh, she was she was absolutely – blew you away with her knowledge because she's pretty. I mean, if you look at her picture, just Google Karen Berger cigars, and you'll go, oh, damn. Uh, but she knew it like she wrote the book on it. So it was it was it was impressive. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. James says both the Packers and the Bears are playing for the top pick in the twenty twenty four draft this coming season to draft a real quarterback. James has that opinion. I James, I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. But in the back of my mind, I'm going, I know, right? Oh, geez. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> so, do, uh, Grant, flat out, when people say, do you think uh, Jordan Love's a real deal, what, what's your first thing that comes to mind? Oh, man. Uh, right? Yeah. That, that's it. Oh, man. Uh, I think he, That's I think it. He, I think he's going to be fine, which for a lot of teams, I, I think would make fans very happy. I don't know how <laughs> Packers fans are going to react to him. You know, I think he could be just fine, and Packers fans will think that he's awful. Oh, my God. So last night I was watching uh, – I had the TV on in the background. It's great that you say that. I had the TV on – are you a fan of the Big Bang Theory? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's on in the background last night. I'm not watching it, but it was on because there was really nothing else on. I was I was just got done watching MLB Network, and so Big Bang Theory was on. I'm watching it. It's the episode where um, Penny and whatever his name is, uh, uh, the one guy, they finally hook up. And he says, oh, it was fine. And they said, fine, you know, and they go on and on. They kind of make fun of him. And when it comes, turns out that he, she finds out that he used the word fine, he said, well, if you use dining and wine behind it, you really got something. So when you say, I think he's going to be just fine. I, my first thought was, he's, he's fine. It's okay. It's, it's not great. It's, yeah, it, yeah. that was it. It's like the same face. It's like when you said the Packers are the fifth best team in the NFC. You could frame that multiple ways. You could say they're going to be the fifth best team in the NFC, or you could say eh, right. they're only the fifth best team in the NFC. It's not that right? kind of a conference. Delivery is everything, Bill. Yep, yep, no doubt. 
No doubt. Uh, but yeah, when you said that, he's going to be fine. My first thought was that was like, okay, that's just not a compliment, you know. Like when I when I saw Rodgers and met Rodgers for the first time and then saw him in practice and develop over the, a couple of years, that's when I was going to practice all the time. I was there like every Wednesday and then every other Thursday, Friday, whatever. And you watched him and you watched Favre's reaction to him. Favre knew. Favre knew it was he was a real deal. And then Favre tried to parlay a lot of his popularity into power. Ted Thompson knew that George or that Aaron Rodgers was the real deal. That's why Ted Thompson was like, here's your locker. We'll talk to you later. So, you know, and you knew that you didn't want to lose him. So I don't think this scenario is exactly the same with Jordan Love and Brian Gutekinds telling Aaron Rodgers, eh, talk to you later. You know, here's your here's your walking papers. We'll let you go. I don't I don't see that. I Rodgers always knew he was far better. And I all Rodgers did was wear out his welcome because he knew he was far better. Where Favre did it out of fear, trying to parlay his popularity into power, which he did have to a certain extent. But I look at Jordan Love, and now, again, I don't see him on a regular, but I get a chance to talk to the people who do behind closed doors and off mic, and there's a lot of guys that say, he's yeah, he'll be fine maybe his first year, and then we'll see. And Well, you know, everything's qualified. Well, we'll see if he can win. We'll see if he can throw a ball that doesn't wobble on a rollout. We'll see if he can throw a ball into a tight window. Which These are all the things that Rodgers had already done by the time he was ready to take over. He just needed to gain the confidence in winning on a consistent. That was it. And he just needed to figure it out. I don't necessarily see the same thing out of Jordan Love. So when you say that, when you say he'll be fine, fine is a, a vastly gray area relative term when it comes to how good he will actually be. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm telling you, it's uh, that that was about the reaction that everybody gives. I don't know many people. Do you know anybody that's been in the media that has been there on the regular, whether it's a Packers podcast or a news reporter or a radio journalist or even a guy like Mike who's there every single day when you're asking them or you have heard them asked, what do you think about Jordan Love? Have Has anybody come out and go, oh, yeah, this guy's got it? No. Not that's there every yep. day. No. No. Right. Yeah. I think of Tyler Dunn, who's got sources. He's really pro Jordan Love, right? It's a lot of pro Jordan yeah. Love stuff. But yep. he's not there every day. Pete Bukowski's another one that comes to mind. And I want to be fair to Pete, but I, I felt like Pete just got so sick of Rogers that he was dying for Jordan Love and and now yeah. we're all excited about Jordan Love. But B reporters who were there every day, no, it doesn't seem like this is a sure thing. Yeah. I uh I just nobody's come out and and given that, you know, full-blown no problem, we got you support for Jordan. Now, again, Jordan does not ha- he can be fine this year and the Packers in my opinion could still make the postseason. They so he could be fine and still be a quarterback on a postseason team. Uh but he's going to have to be better than just good. He's going to have to be, you know, above average, I think. And, and, again, it goes back to if he has the same type, and I said it earlier, if he has the same type of season as Aaron Rodgers had last year numerically, you know, statistically, 
um, then I think the Packers could still end up in the postseason because if you couple that with a, a better run game and a better defense, then, yeah, I think that they could they could find themselves as a wild card uh, in the uh, in the postseason. And who knows? Once you get there, anything can happen. But but uh, I'm not going to – I still say – I've still said seven wins, plus or minus a game. That's that's kind of where I'm laying. If they if they get a couple of extra wins, they'll find themselves in the uh, in the postseason. I wouldn't doubt that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. I shouldn't say I wouldn't doubt that. If they if they win nine games, I think they're going to find themselves in the postseason. But I don't know if they're going to get to nine games. I'm thinking seven or eight at best. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hey, our our friend Joe and Ellen over there at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke in the Water. Always something great going on both places. And uh, smoke on the water specifically out there on Okachi Lake, sitting on the deck, watching the boats go by, having a couple of beverages, maybe a smoked margarita. Oh, it's so good. Check out our friends at, at Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake, Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon, downtown Hubertus, either place you cannot go wrong. Good people, great place. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Pella. Hi. Come to my attention, I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. Our friends Kirk and the gang over at uh, Cruise Planners, uh, they keep telling me, hey, if you are thinking, maybe, you know, not right now, about traveling today, but uh, maybe in February when it's cold and it's nasty and it's long and right after Super Bowl and you want to head out and you're like, okay, here you go. Uh, Land and Cruise Vacations they have. Land and Cruise. So whether it's Cruise Planners taking you on a cruise or Cruise Planners taking you on a land overseas or maybe down to an all-inclusive in Mexico, whatever it happens to be, get a hold of our friend Kirk at 262-344-0697-262-344-0697. 0697 2623440697 good people uh they do a lot of different stuff and uh if you're looking for a, a cruise great i love cruises because it's 3 4 cities in 7 days or whatever and you only unpack once and you go and see the sights and then you go back on the ship and you take another place and take a whole day there and it's usually pretty cool uh or maybe it's like uh, also like me where you just want to go sit on a beach somewhere and sip things that are going to make you feel funny and uh, enjoy yourself. Either way, you can't go wrong. That's our friends at Cruise Planners. Again, call Kirk, 262-344-0697. Um, cre- uh, creeping up on the top of the hour, don't forget, coming up after the uh, bo- at the bottom of the next hour, we're going to talk with our buddy Chuck Freeman from Lockdown Brewers Podcast. We'll talk with him about this uh, Brewers team and about the injury situation that, again, continues to mount. Uh, you got a, the strange Rowdy Telez. He has the the run in with the uh, the outfield wall in Cincinnati and and just just a lot of goofy stuff that have had that's happened to the group uh, the Milwaukee Brewers 
So we'll talk with Chuck coming up here at the bottom of the next hour. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to our buddy Tom listening to us in lacrosse. Tom, how you doing, man? What's going on? Uh, pretty good, man. Uh, you know, it's the whole Aaron, or, or you know, Aaron Rodgers to uh, Jordan Love thing. You know, I mean, Packer fans are spoiled. We've got a whole generation of Packer fans that all they remember are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got news for you. I don't think Jordan Love's a third in a row. Uh, no, I would agree I with that. Jordan Love, what you know, we need to expect from him, not to expect too much, is that, you know, at the begin with, he can be a game manager if he can learn the mental part of the game and to keep himself together on the field to not lose the game on the field. You know, I mean, then they'll be pretty good. You know, it's like you know, he'll be fine. And if he's fine long enough, maybe he can learn how to be very good. But it won't be a Hall of Fame career. I mean, what are the odds of hitting three in a row? Um, Very, very, very remote might be the best way to put it. Very remote. Tom, appreciate the phone call. No, I've been saying that for a while. I mean, history would tell you that this is not going to be – he will not be a a Hall of Famer. Uh, If he is, then God love the Green Bay Packers and the green thumb that they have for growing quarterbacks because they will have cornered the market on, on QB success, no doubt. But uh, what you're hoping for is that he is sustainable and not awful. Because you look at franchises that have had good quarterbacks, and then they've gotten guys and they said, hey, this guy's going to be really good, and he's not, and the next guy's not, and the next guy's not, and the next guy's not. And you watch your franchise suffer and suffer and suffer, and a lot of good players, a lot of good teams that have opportunity go by the wayside because your signal caller is not that good. So you're hoping he's better than average. Better than average. Two down, two to go. Stay tuned. Coming up at the bottom of the next hour, we'll talk some Brewers baseball. Chuck Freeman from the Locked On Packers, or excuse me, Locked On Brewers podcast is going to be here. We'll talk with him. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. <laughs> 